0: Hey everyone, it's Michaela. Thanks for joining our conversation. I hope you all are doing wonderful. Carolina and I are going to be recapping what we ended on last episode. So if you didn't hear that one, you might want to go back and listen. But uh, let's go ahead and dive in to the watering hole.
1: This week, we have been talking about Christmas and them going to California, him and my son, to go visit his family. Uh And he was like, yeah, I'll buy my tickets. I'll buy my tickets this week. And uh, today when I was leaving, I was like, did you buy your tickets? And he was like, something's telling me not to go to California for for the holidays. And I told him, well, then you listen, because the last two times that something told you Mm -hmm. something, they were day and forever it was important and it was correct yeah so we don't think that he's going because of that you know but i feel like you know i got to a point where i was like damn why i'm here doing all these things that i think are the right things to do and i don't get spoken to like that you know we so clear well and then you think that as a woman you're supposed to be much more intuitive than a man but at the same time i think like we said before the men are supposed to guide us
0: mm, i think they're uh, they're 100 percent responsible for the head of, like they're the head of the household right so if their household is out of balance or out of whack that's the the man needs to get that in check. I, I wholeheartedly believe. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Dano um, was he wouldn't let me push. Like, I couldn't push him over. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't just bully my way into getting what I wanted. And I loved that the most because um I don't want somebody who's just going to let me do whatever I want to do. Yeah. And whatever, because I know that I can't trust a lot of the decisions I've made because of my own past behavior. Yeah. So there was a point right before I got married and before I was even looking for a husband. Well, I was never looking for a husband. But before I got married, my mom, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I'm tired of making decisions. I'm tired of being the one responsible for what happens. Like, I just want to be carefree and not not have to make any important decisions. Like, I hate it. Yeah. And Daniel was that for me. Like he puts his foot down when it's needed, but he also made me happy at the same time. Yeah. So like with the horses, like he didn't want farm animals. He was raised on a farm. He doesn't want a farm. And I'm over here and I have fifty thousand chickens, three horses, yeah. you know, dogs, cats, the whole nine yards. When he never wanted any of that. But I made it very clear when we got together, like that's what I want. That's my lifestyle. That's my or not my life lifestyle at the time, but that's my goal, my dream. And he made it happen, yes, now does he like it all the time? No, but does he support me and help me out of a hundred percent? There's days where I don't want to get out of bed and he's like, "I got you, yeah, you know, and he feeds for me, so um it's that's something I have to really give him credit for is he's is, he's is an extremely good man when it comes to me and my um my needs, yeah, but he also keeps me or my wants, but also for my needs, he keeps me in check, yeah. You know, um, and I'm terrible with math. I can't do math to say like I'm I pay people and I'm terrible at math. I hate to say that. I swear I haven't shorted you. My husband checks everything. You know what I mean? Like I i am um, terrible with numbers. Uh, I've never really been good at it. So I'm kind of glad that I have him now for that. Yes. But there are times where I wish that I could get that clear understanding and, and hear that vocalization from God yeah, but I think it's cause I'm still distracted, even when um you know, I don't want to be distracted. but I think i'm I get jealous because I'm like, I'm over here actively trying to better myself for Jesus right. and follow God, and you're not, and you're somehow doing better at life than I am, right. Like my husband is the most selfless person, like ever, yeah, like he. I mean, we have a whole family. Well, two whole families living with us right now. Yeah. And if it wasn't for him, I would have never been that type of compassionate person, especially with my home, because um, I've always been a very private person. Like even before I moved in, before we got married, like I lived in an RV by myself. Yeah. I did not share my space well. Right. And now I'm like, come on in. I got breakfast, dinner. Like what? You know? Yes. So he's helped me in that sense, like he's pushed me. Um, yeah, but I mean, it can get overwhelming too because I'm not that way, and then I'm slowly becoming that way because of his guidance and his coaching, and then God on top of it. Right. Um. But it was a struggle for me. Yeah. To, I to get it. to help people like that.
1: Yeah, and it is for. <laughs> you know, we had a situation happen yesterday. Actually, I was um working in my office, and then I hear all this noise outside and i look outside the window and there is a random car in my driveway there's kids running everywhere in my um my driveway and i was like what's going on and uh i texted my husband because i was like i don't know any of these people I'm not going out there and i was like oh they uh they had a flat tire right right across the street from us so i just told them to come in here and i'm changing the tire for them and oh nice. gosh so he he does like little things for people I command him for it. I would be like, well, I don't know these people. They could be, I don't know. Anything, yeah, attention. Yeah, like, you know, so I would just. Keep going with my life and and pretend I didn't see it. That would be my typical person. Mm-hmm. Not my husband. You know, he will go and he will risk what I. Especially these days, I'm like, you're taking a chance, and yeah, and he'll do those things. So, but
0: I think that's because they're men too. Like they don't have to think about survival like we do. Yeah, like when we were single and and whatever. Like oh gosh, yeah, being a woman is kind of scary. Yes, you know, because we are the weaker ones. No matter how many times I told myself like. I ain't no weak woman, but like I ain't right. You ain't gonna get over on me. Like at the end of the day, I could still lose that battle. Yes, with another man.
1: Yeah. Mm. And then when it comes down to guidance, you know. So when when I was having really bad um, anxiety, and the pills didn't work, and I started, I really started looking into breath work because it makes sense to me that the way that you bring oxygen to your body can change the way you feel, right? Like when you're excited, your heart's pumping, so you're breathing hard. When you're about to fall asleep and you're calm and your your breath is really low, slow. And mm-hmm. so to me, it makes sense. I mean it does. So I learned this thing about box breathing, you know, which you, you, you breathe a certain way that's supposed to calm you down. And I mentioned it to my husband the day that I learned about it and how he made a difference for me once. Then one day, this was back in California, and then one day we were already here in Georgia. So years later, I was driving somewhere. When you have anxiety, sometimes panic attacks hit you like out of nowhere for no reason. I was driving somewhere and my heart just starts pumping and my breathing is getting hard and I felt like I was lightheaded and I was going to faint. So I pull over and the first thing I do, he is my security blanket. So I call him. Mm-hmm. and i said i'm freaking out i don't know what's going on my hands are shaking i'm sweating i'm and he's like you're having a panic attack and then he goes remember box breathing let's do it and he rescued me right there like i was able to fall myself down because of him mm-hmm. so that's the part where i feel like it's not always directly godly guidance but it is guidance and it it comes from being a man of God because I feel like men of God are born to guide mm-hmm. to guide to bring. born leaders
0: yes and and true leaders and I think true respectable men um, don't have to force their hand yes for you to lead or submit to them you're going to submit to them regardless. yes so maybe he didn't tell me okay let's stop and let's pray together but he controlled your breathing. So have you ever heard like, you know, how, you know, people say that God's name is Yahweh? hmm Yahweh. And it's like, it it's like the breath, like inhale and exhale. So if if we take that and we say that's true and that's his name because. Yes. Ex, yeah. Then your breathing is really you intaking God and exhaling like. But you know you're kind of like just inhaling the good and kind of letting out the bad, and that's he's kind of in the background like reassuring. That. Yes, exactly. So that's why I feel like it's it's
1: just a block. It's a block of things. They're all supported by mm-hmm. God and and Jesus and the Bible, mm-hmm. but they just add to it. There are other resources that you can use to take care of those things physically
0: Mm -hmm. you know mentally as long as you're not using a crutch or having something that's an idol you're not bowing to something or being reliant on something other than god you know i think it's all very and i would say never go to those things mm -hmm. unless you are certain on what you believe
1: in yeah because then you're making space for something bad but if you're certain on what you believe in
0: Mm -hmm. then i feel like like it's safe yeah like you're good Mm -hmm. yeah because i think it's the intention behind everything Whatever your intention is, is what you're going to get. And I think that's why ignorance is bliss in certain circumstances. And I also don't think that God would punish somebody who never knew of his existence. Right. But I also think there's people who have never heard the gospel being preached that know of his existence because of, you know, just their, their intuition, you know, their yes. internal guidance thing. Like they just aren't bad people right right um and i think a lot of the crutches too and stuff that that people lean on or we end up using to cope or get through life before we realize i think it's sin but it's caused by other people's sin mm-hmm. like you know so if i have trauma it's because somebody was living outside of god right and sin against me or whatever right. and then their sin caused me to now cope with sin right but if You know, maybe I always try to say, well, maybe if if God would have been pushed a little bit harder in my childhood. But I mean, I still had God in my childhood, but it wasn't like. I don't know, I didn't stick with it, but I think, you know, it's your environment when you're a kid and stuff. But I mean, I don't want to go backwards in conversation. We've we've talked about that plenty of times, but I just think it's weird that. We can have crutches and we can have sin and it was most likely caused by another person's sin.
1: Right, right. Well, and then again if it's if it's your intention behind it it's not you know like like when I was a teenager and I smoked weed I wasn't doing it because I wanted to be healed. I was doing it because I wanted to be numb mm-hmm. so different reason so for thing. yes so it works <laughs> through you <laughs> differently yeah you know so it's now there is people that go to those things. You know, the, the, the. And then they get stuck on it. And then they get stuck on it,
0: and then they never include, they never attach the God part to it. Yeah, they never find, they never find that faith. Right. But I, and I think that comes from lack of self reflection and lack of accountability for your own behavior and actions. Right. And I can't stand that. Right. Lack of accountability drives me insane. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm, and then this is probably a thing that's uh, it's probably actually a problem that I have. But I feel like if I can do it at 28 and I can do this and I can self-reflect and I can say when I'm wrong and I can apologize and I can forgive like there's no excuse for bad behavior because of a bad childhood. Like you can't lean on that and then run with your victim mentality for the rest of your life because, oh, well, my dad what my butt right? or, you know my mom was a pill head and left me at a daycare for, you know, overnight. Like, right. I can't use that. Like to a certain extent. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It sucks. I wish you were loved more, you know, better. I tell that, I tell that to myself all the time. Like that sucks. Yeah. I wish you would have known unconditional love or I wish that wouldn't have happened, but like I would have been a completely different person. Um, and that was, like I needed to go through those things to become who I am today, yeah. and I feel like if I had too good of of um of a upbringing or my life was too, I don't know, less chaotic, I feel like with my personality, most likely I think I would have probably been an entitled little brat. Well, I think that like would have been bad. I don't know. Well, I think when you never have chaos. And
1: chaos comes in different forms too. But when you never have chaos, you don't know how to appreciate stillness and calmness mm-hmm. and stability mm-hmm. because you always had it. So to you, it's just like something normal. It's like breathing air. It just yeah. happens.
0: But when you have that,
1: then you know how to appreciate the other end.
0: Oh my gosh! And you know, it doesn't even matter either because I mean, you could have a you could have a perfect what you think a perfect household is. Oh, God. and still. I mean, I know what that that just brings me to one person in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm like her raising was great, mm-hmm. but she still struggles with anxiety, like the same problems that somebody that came from a traumatic past. Right. Because something can look great on the surface. Yeah. But, it, but there's still things that. Well, and I guess, too, it makes sense to like depending on the level of exposure to chaos you've had or trauma that you've had depends on if you're going to think a paper cut hurts or not. Right. Yes. Mm hmm right there that makes
1: sense yes so there's so many you know and then I also think that the people that later in life when you start to recognize that you have an issue because of what you've been through or because of whatever reason and that you make the decision that you want to heal and you want to be a better person break that generational curse but you need to surround yourself with people that can handle that Mm -hmm. you know it's it's I always say, and I mean, I've talked a lot about him in this podcast, and it's going to go up to his head when he listens. But I give my husband so much credit because when he met me, I was 22 years old. I was young. I was insecure. I was immature. Um, I had so many issues. And any other, he's 10 years older than me. So at that point, he was already mature and he was an adult. Any other man I feel would have looked at me and said, Screw this shit. She's crazy. She is controlling. She is unstable. She is this. She's that. I'm out. Mm-hmm. He stuck to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, we eighteen years together, and today, part of this person that I am is because of him. Mm-hmm. Because he showed me things. I had so many trust issues because of my background. He showed me that I can trust a man. That a man is not always a bad thing. It's not always going to hurt me. Or if I didn't have that. God knows if I would have ever been this person that I am today, if I would have ever found this stability, this this self-confidence, this calmness. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, and that's when I believe in God's plan. I was not. I was 18 or 21 years old. You
0: were not on the road to being.
1: Oh, no. And I was definitely not, not looking for somebody. And my husband, when he first came to my life, he was. I wasn't looking for anybody. It was the first time in my life I experienced freedom. So I wanted to do all the things that 21-year-olds do. I wanted to party. I wanted to go out and drink. I didn't want to get into a serious relationship. I wasn't looking for anything. He wasn't. I always tell people this. He wasn't
0: what I wanted, but he was what I needed. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because I'm right there with you. If it wasn't for me getting married and having... When I got married, Dano created stability in my life for the first time ever. And it was a man doing it. That alone, oh, that alone terrified me because mm-hmm. um, I was scared I was going to become dependent um, solely on him. But it was such a beautiful thing. And I'm so happy I told myself, just give it a try because he was my first real relationship. We got married extremely fast of, of knowing each other. And he provided enough stability for me to give me a safe place to heal and to reflect where I wasn't constantly having to just stay in that survival mode of I got to make money I got to do this it's only me making you know making or breaking my life like I had a chance to relax and say okay I have somebody who loves me and wants to provide for me Right. So calm down. Take a second and now figure out why you're feeling these things. Right. And that really um, I think me wanting to be a good wife to him because of how much I respected him before I married him. I respected him for the man he was when I met him. So I think when I got married, it all started with he gave me that stability and then I wanted to be the best wife to him and be respectful to him always. Um. Almost out of, like, appreciation for what he did for me. Right. Without him even knowing that he did that for me. Right. You know? And so my marriage, I mean, God knew what he was doing. I mean, he rescued me at a time where it was at a, a vital point where I could have went this way or this way. And if it wouldn't have been Dano's direction, it i it would have been bad. Right. Like, who knows what I would
1: have done. It's the same for me. I could have gone completely wild and crazy because that's what I wanted to do. And ended up making some terrible mistakes. Yes. So that's where when I when they say God works in mysterious ways, yes. Because I just and we went from we met because we were living at the same house at the time we were roommates. That's how we ended up meeting. Really and how'd that happen? <laughs> um the people that I came here to stay with, right, because I came here because I had friends living here. I mean, California. Yeah. Had friends living there, and I wanted to get away from my dad because my dad was very controlling. I had no life. I had experienced nothing. Um, they were moving back to Brazil, and I had nowhere to go because I was oh, like, wow. I, came, I came here because you guys told me to come. And, and now, two months later, you guys are going back. So... And I had a cousin that came with me and we ended up renting a room at this house. And uh, he had been just kicked out of his apartment because the the airport had bought the apartment building and he was looking for a temporary place to stay until he found a new place. And it ended up being a room at the house where I was at. Mm. So we just became good friends. I, I, I got sick a few times with the flu and he took care of me but i never like i
0: wasn't looking for anything we would go out and party together um but like you weren't like yeah i'm interested like i want to make something happen with him
1: no and cuz like, honestly i i my goal was to come out here i was going to stay here 6 months and i was going to go back home that was i never intended to stay in this country my my reason was like i'm going to go out there for six months, I'm going to party. a breather, you know. I'm like, I
0: already like crazy. But- what did the Amish do? They have like a rum spring or whatever? Yeah. Because you're like Brazilian rum spring. Yeah. Or American rum spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to come out here, party like
1: crazy, do all the stuff I couldn't do back at home because my dad wouldn't let me, mm-hmm. and then go home. I-, I actually left a boyfriend at home to come out here. So I had somebody there that was, you know, quote unquote, waiting for me. Mm -hmm. that I was going to go back to six months later and I never did because I met him and kid you not within three months we moved in together four months we got married legally so yeah I wasn't looking for a serious relationship and I was definitely not looking into staying here Mm -hmm. you know I had a pretty
0: good life back home. so did you at least like like did you at least like Let the dude know, like in Brazil, like, I'm all right, I'm not coming back. Or does he think you just like got kidnapped in America and never came back?
1: No, I ended up, you know, because we kept in touch. Of course, we would talk on the phone once a week. And I'm sure he noticed after I met my now husband that the calls were like more distant than everything. But I did tell him that I I didn't say I was staying here forever. I said, I think I'm going to stay a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's probably just best that we just separate.
1: Yeah. At that point, I think he was like, well, screw it. Then, you know, I we never like officially broke up. But that was it. That was the last phone call me saying, I think I'm going to stay a little bit longer. And then I never went back.
0: I wonder what he's doing right now. Is that weird to like question?
1: No, not at all. And I actually know because we have so many friends in common. He... He ended up getting married. He's married, has a baby. Oh, oh, um, yeah. So it I don't crush his soul or anything. No, I don't think so. <laughs> we were so young. mean, yeah. you know, 22, 23 at the time. So, um, yeah, no, definitely didn't go as planned. So that's um, that's what happened, and I'm still here.
0: Yeah. Um. So. Dana was actually he was like my first real relationship. I had been in like um fake relationships, um, but like my one in high school. So like with my past, I was I was really afraid of men. So like men wasn't a thing for me. Yeah, I didn't like it. So I definitely dabbled with females. I, females were safe for me. I could control them, or I not control them, but I. I could definitely overpower them. Like yeah. they weren't going to hurt me in no type of way, right? Yeah. And like I knew how wishy-washy and how crazy like women's brains were. Like I didn't really think like a woman, I think or I thought I didn't think like a woman back then. Yeah. So like my first relationship I was I was with a, a girl that was in college when I was in high school. Um she was gonna be an officer in the Marine Corps. And so when I joined the army at seventeen, I was enlisted. Yeah. So like there was uh, there was no way our relationship would have worked, plus I wasn't really a lesbian. Yeah. I just thought I was, right? Yeah. Um I wanted anybody who would give me some attention that felt like safe. Yeah. Um but anyway, uh so when I was in basic training, she sent me like a Dear John letter. It was like, Well, you know I love you, but, like, I'm going, you know, officer in the Marine Corps, like, you're going enlisted Army, like, it just would never be stationed together, it's not going to work out, like, like okay, whatever, like. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, I thought it was real at the time, but, like, it wasn't. So, anyway, and then um, I actually did have another, I had a boyfriend in the Army later on, Um, about a year before I got out of the Army. I, I had a boyfriend. And I loved his family, but we went, to california he was from california um and we i had a funeral to go to and his family was up there so he went to california with me but we drove separately yeah so like i drove and i was real big in the mustangs at the time so i had a shelby and he had a 50 um and that was kind of like our thing like how we got together was cars but um anyway we drove all the way from texas to california yeah while we were there, the day before the funeral, I went to his family's home and, you know, did the the big dinner thing, you know, and everything and yeah. got to know everybody. And then the next day, I stayed the night there and then the next day I left and I went to my funeral, which was up closer to Hollywood. Um, and when I came back to his parents' house or whatever... His mom was talking to me like I had had a conversation with her the day prior. And I was like, no, I don't remember talking to you about that. And she was like, oh, that must have been the other one. And I was like, other one what? Like, oh. And then it got quiet. Like, because, you know, she ain't about to, like, rat on her (laughs) Her son or anything. So, like, I didn't think anything of it, like, for some reason. Like, I didn't. Anyway, so then we go back home. Things are good. Like, um, he ends up getting stationed in Kentucky. And I still had a couple months before I got out. So I was like, okay, well, when I get out, I'll just meet you in Kentucky. So that was the plan. That's what we did. Um, and when I got to Kentucky, I we had a dog together. His name was Bear. He was a German Shepherd. When I got there, um, I went to take a shower and stuff. And he had, like, girl shampoo, like, in the shower. But he was a he was a pretty boy. Like, he really loved his looks. So, yeah. like, it wasn't. Like, it was funny to me, but I didn't think it was because it was some other girl's stuff, right? I was like, oh, he's just into girly stuff. So I was like, what are you doing with, like, this girl shampoo? Like, I jokingly laughed it off. Like, you know, who I right. got in the house, right? And he was like, oh, no, Vinny gave that. T- Vinny's mom gave that to me for Christmas. And I thought that was weird. Vinny was his really good friend. Um, funny Italian guy. Anyway, really good looking. Yeah. Really good looking. If I had had a choice of those two back then, it <laughs> really probably would have like been Brandy anyway. <laughs> but um, but it was just weird that he said, you know, so I was like, whatever. And I just kind of like laughed it off. But um, we were going to dinner that night. And as soon as we get into the parking lot of the restaurant, he literally starts crying. Like out of nowhere. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, and he was never the type to be like, oh, I miss you or like this or that. Like, it was lucky if I could get him to answer my phone calls when we were separated. But when I was there, like he was like super like, oh, I missed you. and lovey dovey. And I was like, this is weird. And then he just starts crying. I'm like, what is going on? He's like, so remember that night, like we got into a bad argument over the phone. Like I was out drinking and I ended up having one night stand and she told me she's pregnant. And I'm like. Like, and at first, like I was willing to like accept the one night stand, which was crazy. Yeah. But it was really hard for me to wrap my head around the pregnancy thing. Yeah. Because I couldn't have kids. Like, and I knew he'd been trying to, like, get me pregnant before. And I was like, it's not happening. Like, I don't want kids. It's not happening. Like, it's just whatever. Yeah. And um, I was like, what? So then, I, I like, I put two and two together. I was like, the girl shampoo, this, that. Like, that is starting to make a lot of sense for me right now. Yes. And I was like, hmm. So then, anyway, um, I ended up getting, like, plastered. Like, I went in there and just started, like, drinking at this bar. Ended up at another bar that Benny and his girlfriend were at. Um, Were you using Band-Aids? I was using my my Band-Aids to numb. And um, and, uh, anyway, and so Benny's girlfriend ends up accidentally spilling the tea and telling me, like, no, that girl's been living here. She only left because she thought you were coming up to visit Bear. And I was like, this dumb bitch. Why would she think I would come this far to come the- see a f***ing dog? <laughs> and so, like, I found this girl on Facebook. Like, I went onto, like, this female, like, page for Kentucky for Soldiers. Because she was another soldier, of course. Yeah. And I was like, who is this? And everybody was like, oh, she's in my company. She's in my unit. Like, people started, like tagging her and stuff, you know? Yeah. And then I put this huge thing about how she's some, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then she ended up, we ended up talking on the phone, and I was, like, even after I said all that, I was, like, but, like, he's always wanted to be a dad. Like, I've seen him with his family. Like, I know he would be a good dad, so, like, yeah. the best of luck to you both. Wow. But, like, she ended up not even, like, keeping the baby. Like, she ended up affording it or something. It was really sad. Yeah. But um, he ended up married to that girl, that his mom thought I was back in California. Talking to her. Having the conversation. Yeah. Yep. That girl, he had actually, I guess, they were childhood things. Grew up together, whatever. He went home, saw her that time that we were together. Right. He... So, like, that was that. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. And then I found Dan Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, this is when I say everything
1: happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was in my, you know... 18, 19 years old, if you told me that I would have ended up here in Georgia, married to a Mexican-American guy, having a child, having horses in my backyard, and I would have said, you're absolutely nuts. I had my, my whole life was planned ahead of me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had the boyfriend that I told you about that, you know, was the, the one I lost my virginity with, and he was the love of my life. And even when we split, we worked together for four years when we split I think I was 20 at the time
0: four is your lucky number I guess right <laughs> yeah like I'd be like like with Dana his is like his longest relationship was like six years so I'm like I just got to make it past the six year mark and I won that's right no mine was four and when we split we didn't
1: split up because we didn't like each other anymore we just we needed we were so young and we both knew we needed to experience life but we always kept in touch and then we always said that later on in life we would get back Reconnect. together and and get married and have kids and, and I mean at that point I was so young and I was so in love that this this guy used to tell me that he wanted eight children and I would say, Yes, that sounds great, even though I knew Like in your soul, you're like, I don't want any of these Right. It's He's like, I want a big family. He was of Italian background, so he, they love big families. He's like, I want eight kids and so
0: I, I think you're just the older version of my life,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> I was certain that that's what's gonna happen. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to the U.S. I'm gonna spend six months out there. I'm gonna make some money, party, and then I'll come back home. And eventually, me and him will rekindle, rekindle things. because we were still in touch at that point. Here and there, we would, you know, send each other messages or something and i'm going to get married and we're going to have eight children and you know <laughs> and i'm going to love it right i'm going to love every second of it now looking back if i didn't meet my husband and if that had come come like if that's how my life ended up being i know for a fact that i would have been divorced by now i know him he he became a doctor and he's very good looking and i'm sh- i know he li- would have triggered yeah yes you know he 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 wasn't what I needed. he was what
0: I wanted, but he wasn't what I needed, which is the opposite of my husband, yeah, well, it's crazy in life is we always think what we want is what we need, but half the time what we want is the complete opposite of what we need yes it's it's crazy and i have you heard like how like whoever you do end up being with or settling down like whatever your husband is? A reflection of a side of you. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think for Dano, like Dano, like I'm soft now and I'm submissive now and I'm the female now. But I think Dano is the opposite of me. Like he's the reflection of what I don't portray.
1: Right. I mean, with my husband, it's the same thing. He's has always been uh, a caretaker. You know, in his family situation, he had to be a caretaker. I had never been a caretaker reason why I didn't want children. I
0: knew I would struggle having to take care of yeah i'm I'm way too selfish of a person, right. I like my time, yes, if you get any of my time, I must really, really like you, yeah, I'm the same way, because 'cause I'm like i like I'm like my my me
1: time, I like' doing things that i want to do and you know so it was the same with me he's to me he is the opposite he was the opposite of me but i am turning into a little bit of what he is
0: yeah like we're taking pieces that we're missing of like pieces from them that we're currently missing and like kind of blending into one yes unit exactly so i think it's funny and like this is Again, the reason why i
1: I also believe in I believe in divine intervention here is wasn't meant to be here, I wasn't meant to have this life, I wasn't meant to uh, that this was nothing that I wanted. I didn't want marriage. I didn't want any of this. It just happened for me, and now I am the happiest I have ever been yeah. and God said, "This is what you need, girl, right." Even though it's not what you're asking, <laughs> right? not what you're praying for, when you you know when you get on your knees and you bow down at night, this is not what you're asking for. But I'm gonna give you what you need because what you want is most likely not gonna be good for you. Mm. And I needed I needed what my husband is because if I have gotten what I wanted, it would have done more damage. I wouldn't have been the person that I am today because it it would have been a different situation where my trust issues would have gotten worse than they were. My insecurities would have gotten worse than they were, and I would have most likely, so I I still know what happened to this guy, too, when he got married, and he has five children, so he got his big family that he wanted, and if I had been the one to give him that, I would have been miserable.
0: Yeah, or he would have resented you because you didn't give him that. Right. Hmm. So, so many things. Life yeah. happens, yeah, and it's all for a reason. You just got to find that better self. Yeah. Always try to self-improve. Don't be content. We all need growth. We all need um something more that we, we lack in, and I think that if we're constantly just pushing to be better than, than yesterday that you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Just never go backwards. Don't repeat same behaviors because then you're just a psychopath. Yeah. I think that that's the purpose of us being here. Mm-hmm.